Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kick-Ass. No matter what happens politically, right? It doesn't matter. Like, like in Russia, like when the USSR, you know, finally fucking broke apart and became these smaller fucking nations or whatever, right? The market was still there. You know, if you remember uh, growing up in like the 80s, you know, you used to be able to export like Levi's to the USSR and make bank. Yeah. Because they would pay bank for, for the Western-style jeans because they weren't like the state, you know, the U.S. said the government wouldn't allow these people to purchase them at a regular fucking clothing store. They were denim jeans, Levi's, Right, you could sell market. your old denim to somebody else who would then take them over there. Right. Yes, I do remember doing and you, that. And, yeah. you, and so, like, that market was there. So the USSR breaks up, and all of a sudden, the value of these jeans goes down. Because there's no longer a state making them worth more than they actually are. So they become more commonly available. Regular distributorships appear. You know what I mean? They start getting sold through regular stores now because all of the rules and regulations change and have to be redone by like the new state's politicians and the regimes that change over or whatever. So the market was always there for the denim jeans. It's just that the state, the government itself, made that particular item worth more by banning it. Hmm. Or, or heavily regulating it, which is all that governments do to any market. So markets exist regardless hmm. of, of any kind of political structure. Regardless. I mean, there's always going to be a need to trade. I got two chickens, you got a goat. Mm-hmm. You know, let's trade, man. I'll give you some eggs, you give me some milk. Oh, two chickens for a goat? You know? Come on. Well, I'm just talking, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you know, some goat's milk, I give you some, yes. some eggs, whatever, right? My goats you know? are worth at least three chickens. I grew some potatoes. You're growing carrots. I tell you what, I'll trade you some potatoes for some carrot. Trade has to occur for human beings to survive, right? Right. And so all that money is, or it keeps being reinvented throughout history, yep. right? If you read up on the history of money, you'll see that, like, they can't even tell when it was first invented because people used to, like, use rocks and pebbles. Interest didn't exist until, you know, like, we, like, the year. Well, like, debt, the year, yeah, right, yeah. Until debt the didn't come up started. until, yeah, until, like, the invention of the writing utensil, yeah. you know? As soon as the IOU was <laughs> able to be written, there was debt, right? Um but like money keeps being reinvented, and all money is, or is supposed to be, is a representation of your life's effort. You know, I have put this much of my t- my thought process, my physical labor, whatever it is, I've put this much time and effort into this thing, and now I have this thing that represents that. That's all money is. It's just a representation of your life's efforts, hmm. right? Now somebody comes in and decides to take some of that from you without your permission. Well, that's called theft, right? It's also called taxation because, you know, governments can't say, well, we're going to steal from you today. But you get so much for your money. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like, like money, like people, money is the root of all evil. No, no. Theft is the root of all evil. Theft of money is the root of all evil. And you can literally trace it all back to that, you know? Yeah. Trade still has to occur. But what isn't happening right now 
well, what isn't currently in the mainstream focus is currency competition. Before the Federal Reserve, each of the United States were able to decide within their own state how money was going to be produced. Some just, they said, we don't care. Let people, there were competitive currencies mm-hmm. within you know, geographic areas that weren't, had nothing to do with the government at all. Mm-hmm. They were like private entrepreneurs who were like, yeah, I'll get into this money business. You know what I mean? You don't, yeah, here, I'm, I'm printing a currency. Here, will you use my currency? You will? Okay, great. Because I got Bob and Tom and Doug. They're all going to use my currency. And when people come into our town or whatever, this is the currency they need to trade. And they can trade, you know, you can trade gold for a certain amount. You can trade silver for a certain amount of, of this currency. But there were competing currencies, right? Mm-hmm. And so the only way now that competing currencies really happen globally is between governments. Right. Right. There's no there's no more free market for currency. Except for cryptocurrencies, right? They're, they're With emerging. the exception of cryptocurrency. And the first thing that happened when cryptocurrency crossed my radar, you know, Bitcoin was the name that came mm-hmm. out, right? But within that, there's probably there's hundreds, if not thousands, of other competing cryptocurrencies. And so Bitcoin itself is now competing with itself. And there's mm-hmm. Litecoin and Dogecoin and there's all these like I jokingly like was on a chat board and I was like, Hey, we'll invent a cryptocurrency for strippers and call it Titcoin. Right? <laughs> or kick ass currency. Kick ass currency, <laughs> right? But so fucking lo and behold, like a couple of months ago, I'm online and I see the cryptocurrency called Titcoin. Oh, Somebody geez. actually That's invented Titcoin. Yeah. You know, and I'm like Bravo, motherfucker, right? But but this is a market action, right? Yeah. Um, cryptocurrency, just like eBay, completely unregulated, can't be regulated, right? Um, it's not subject to force, right? Right, Because there's no central place where it, it exists amongst all of the computers in the world. It right. do, there's not one, like central server where you can shut down bitcoin or litecoin or you know it the, like you can't like send in a bunch of armed thugs to a location or drop a bomb on a location and all of a sudden cryptocurrency goes away right. it's not how it works i mean if you think about the internet and how it's revolutionized everything yeah right think about people who didn't understand email back in 1992 well, i think that's my problem is that i don't understand like grandpa jeff is scared of, of bitcoin right. because i there i've dealt with cash my entire life and debt and bitcoin is so new yeah and i don't understand all the complexities and, and the i'm an it. early adopter of um, bitcoin but what you don't what the problem that you and most everybody else has currently is that the ui is ugly <laughs> the user interface mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the ui is ugly like using bitcoin you kind of have to be a nerd mm-hmm. you know yes. you have to understand how the transactions work and the qr codes you know and that type of a thing we're in like the 1992 of Bitcoin right now. Right. So like email is just being invented. People are like, what the fuck do I need email for? I'll just put a stamp on an envelope. I'll you know write a letter on paper and fold it and I'll put it. Fax I will lick the envelope and you know send it on its way, and that's how I will communicate. What do I need email for? Right. And then like slowly, email got way fucking better. You know what I mean? Oh, now I can have attachments and like new software was invented. And, and so right now we're in like the early to mid 90s of cryptocurrency where where like the theory has been proven to be accurate and useful. Yeah. But 
there's so much shit that has yet to be developed on top of it to make it like user friendly or more user friendly than it currently is. But that's the beautiful thing is that cryptocurrency is its own market. And so now we have entrepreneurial developers who are all working on all sorts of fucking shit. One of the uh, one of the other things uh, that I wanted to bring up is uh, I've got some online friends, uh, Suzanne Tarkovsky Templehoff. Um, she is the CEO for a uh, company called BitNation. And this is a really fucking interesting concept, being that I claim to be a voluntarist slash anarchist, right? Um, they're using the underlying technology of Bitcoin, which is called the blockchain, mm -hmm. right? This ability for uh, billions of computers to work together to verify transactions. They have put together something called BitNation, and BitNation's ideal, its purpose is to offer competing services to governance. What is that? So, well, I mean... I, I guess I don't understand that terminology. So, think about international trade, yeah. right? You're, let's say, um, you're in Japan, you're a businessman, you're in Japan, and I'm a businessman. I'm a Japanese businessman. And, and I'm... Oh, let's make it Chinese, right? Okay, We've been talking I'm about Jack Ma. You, you're, it, you're, Alibaba. Alibaba. Yes. you're Alibaba. You're Alibaba. And I'm some fucking guy in the U.S. I'm trying to buy some wholesale knockoffs to peddle at, at the flea market. <laughs> right? So you and I want to do business, right? We want to sign a contract that says, hey, I agree to buy X amount of these knockoffs from you for X price you know, per month for the next year. You know, and because I'm signing this contract, you're going to give me a more favorable price than just doing a one-time purchase, right? Because I'm saying I'm going to give you X amount over the course of a year or two years, whatever the duration of the contract is. Let's say um, that you and I both don't want this contract to be governed by either Chinese law or U.S. law. Mm -hmm. You can go out and you can hire like private agencies to be arbiters, right? And you can say, if we have a dispute, you know, we'll go to this arbiter, but... You know, eventually it's going to come down to like that state law or that that nation's law, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what you can do with a concept like BitNation is, you can say something like, "We actually want this contract to be governed by the laws of New Zealand." Oh wow! Or Mexico, or uh, some micronation, uh, Liberland. Right, right. Liberia. For example, you know, or whatever, you know, South Africa, yeah. Vietnam. I mean, so imagine states now being reduced to having to compete with each other mm -hmm. instead of, you know, for contracts and business and provide services, right? Instead of it just taking tax money and forcing these services right. upon other people. So you could do, you could use, you can, let me break it down. So you could choose what law what what nation's laws you abide by then as far as the contract is that right that is correct okay or let's say you can't find any existing you know state to provide you with the laws that you seek or the the words on paper the agreement that you you can just upload your own mm. mm-hmm if it's better than what exists <laughs> out there and it does it in a more efficient way and it's more agreeable to you as the partners, yeah. now you have something that you can both agree to, you can both sign, it's recognized globally, yeah. 
right, by the blockchain. The blockchain can verify whether or not you and I signed the contract. There'll be a copy of it uploaded to, like, one specific Satoshi right. of the Bitcoin transaction. Whoever owns that Satoshi can, like, look at it and download the thing and look at the contract or whatever whenever they want to. Hey, we'll allow that, said no government ever. I mean, like, uh, you, you'd have to, I mean... That's the thing about Satoshi Nakamoto being, like, a pseudonym, right, is that nobody can ever shut this guy down, right? Bitcoin right. cannot be stopped by any government ever, right? As long as computers exist. Well, they as can long stop as the people, digital. that's the thing. They can't, I mean, what they can do is put people... I mean, honestly, they'd look for tax evasion and, you know, how yeah. it's violating yeah. their laws. Which is generally what they do when they don't like somebody. They right. just fucking throw them in jail. But they can't. The shit out they of can't them. stop it. Right? right. They can't stop it currently. So, mm -hmm. so, so you know, this Bit Nation is the first organization that I know of that is attempting to replace government services to compete with governments. They want to get into security. They want to get into. I mean, think of all the monopolies that a government has on all the services, roads, uh -huh. right? All the shit that like non. And they haven't been shut down yet. Like well, no they, one's gone in and killed any of them. I mean, they seriously. Can't be. Like, and, in, and in fact, um, I would think that they would. That somebody at some point would have gotten together and said, "This is dangerous. We should shut these people." You know what I mean? Not, I'm not saying that, but the the powers that be right now would probably say, "Wow, this is a really bad idea. This is a bad." deal for us we need to retain our power and stop this right you know? but but competition is going to make it so that there's some nation out there that's less powerful than say the u.s or china sure. right that's going to go oh this gives us this levels the playing field between us and the u.s and china in this particular micro matter mm. right so my point is that um just today actually before you came over i was reading up on on bit nation and uh, something that they call Pangea, right? It's one of their efforts, if you will, to, to like provide these services. Um, they have partnered with Estonia. Estonia. To provide public ledger notary services, right? Mm -hmm. So now instead of going to, you know, uh, any nation's notary public, and paying their their fees for their you know because you know when you're a notary you got to take some classes right. you got to get a license you got to pay a bunch of money to get the license from your government or whatever you know what I mean and then you got to take it to them and then they put their little fucking stamp, stamp on, on the piece yep. of paper or whatever so they're going to be able to provide public ledger based notary services hmm. which is going to be globally recognized instead of regionally recognized whereas wow. that same transaction if you're the Chinese businessman and I'm the USA guy yeah. that same transaction you would have to notarize it in China and I would also have to notarize it in the US and or we would need to find some third party to notarize it in addition to that it wipes all that fucking shit out and provides public ledger based notary we've signed this contract it is fucking binding, it's notarized, and it's publicly available and publicly verifiable on the blockchain itself, right? So this is the first attempt at technology replacing the monopolies that governments hold over people. Mm. It's pretty fucking exciting to me from my perspective because, like, if it works, and nobody knows if it's going to or not, I think it's an interesting idea, and that's why I'm following it, but if it works, it will literally reduce states to competing agencies. I'd like to thank all listeners of the Kick-Ass Podcast, and I, of course, hope it enhances your experience as an individual. 
If you want to find me, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Reverend Captain Kickass. Thanks. Peace.